When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following podcast contains explicit language. Let's go back in time. It's last summer. And back then, I was getting ready to relaunch this podcast, and I had a boyfriend. That's Mike. And at the time, we knew things were ending. He didn't ever want to have kids, and I was trying to figure out if that was a plan I could go along with. So even though this was all I was thinking about, I didn't really have anyone to talk about it with. My friends would just say that that sounds hard, and for the most part, my family's always just let me figure this out on my own. So I found myself talking about it with total strangers. I'm Ferdinand, and this is uh, Claudia. This is definitely out of my comfort zone. We're standing outside of ABC Studios, and they're there to audition for the television show, The Bachelor. We're going to pose as swingers from New Jersey that are married. For ratings, for ratings. We even came up with fake names. So Ferdinand and Claudia, even though they just met in line, they seem like old friends. What about you? Why don't you join the line? You know, oh, I got a spot. I got a Pinot Grigio yeah. with oh, your you name on it. Oh, you guys are so nice. Uh, no, I'm in a relationship and have boyfriend stuff. And then Claudia asked me something that no one had ever said to me before. Is it forever? The Bachelor is obsessed with this word, forever. Contestants are always looking for their forever love. So I told her, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's amazing, but he doesn't want to have kids. It's like, what am I supposed to do, you know? Do you break up with someone where everything else is great? I'm 31. My new blonde friend was suddenly very worried for me. Yes, listen. Don't look at it like it's a disease, okay? No. This is not a problem. Yeah, but TikTok, she looks like she's 26, and she could have great, like, you could be someone's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah someone's mom i think i'm hoping he changes his mind and i'm not totally sold on the kids thing i think i'd be fine with like five dogs can you hear that doubt in my voice i think i'd be fine with like five dogs this is why i'm andrea salenzi and today on the show we are going to talk about the bachelor and why women are in a line down the block to audition for the show And then later, in true Bachelor style, we're going to do a hometown visit with my mom. Hi, Andrea. Because even though reality TV shows are the furthest thing from reality, there's still some lessons that you can bring into your own dating life. I started watching The Bachelor when I was in a relationship that I knew was ending. It was not my last one, but another, when I was 25. That first season I watched, the blonde bachelorette Allie. She fell in love with a baseball player named Roberto. 
I've definitely, definitely fallen in love with you. Their relationship seems so serious to me. Roberto never left his shoes all over the apartment. He never cried late at night because his girlfriend didn't want an open relationship. I couldn't look away. I hope you know. If you don't know already, I told your dad. He's like, do you love my daughter? And I didn't hesitate for a second. And then I told him, absolutely. You see, on the show, men say things that I don't normally hear men say. On The Bachelor, a man can fall in love at first sight. Everything just went like blank. I don't even remember what I said the first night. They can be direct about wanting a future. And I see you being that mother and that that wife and stuff like that. And that's a big thing to me. He tells his mom about you. You guys could be her in-laws, you know? And that's a big deal. Wow. And he asks your dad for your hand in marriage. To get your blessing would mean the world to me. And then in just 10 short weeks... Will you marry me? And sure, a lot of this is probably a stunt for television. But there's still a ton of couples who met on the show, and they stayed together longer than you could possibly fake it for. There's Trista, who married Ryan. Here's Good Morning America. Trista and Ryan are still in love. They've been married for 13 years. They have two kids. Simon Cow sat on a couch with me, and he's like, I give it two weeks. <gasps> oh, yeah. Then there's Jason and Molly which almost never happened. He actually went back to her after proposing to another contestant. I haven't been able to stop thinking about you. They've been married for seven years. They're raising two kids. This is something I dreamt of, but never expected to hear. (laughs) And then there's the dentist bachelorette Ashley and her husband JP, who has just an incredible smile. And you always say to me, you're smiling all the time, you're gonna have wrinkles when you're older. They're still married with two kids. I smile because of you. Sean Lowe, the born-again virgin, he married Catherine on television three years ago. I know that we met on The Bachelor so that I could fall in love with my best friend. They have a kid now. Then there's Desiree and Chris, who bonded over writing poetry. I don't want to make decisions for me anymore. They just had a kid in October. Caitlin and Sean are still together. Jimmy Kimmel actually made them swear on an Us Weekly that they'd stay together for at least a year. Because if we're not... Because if we're not... not, This was a huge waste of everyone's time. (laughs) Ben and Lauren got their own spinoff show. We've survived The Bachelor. Now it's time for real life. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Still together. And JoJo and Jordan, still together. (sighs) This is happening. That's eight couples total. And since the Bachelorette version of the show is newer than The Bachelor, that's when the women do the picking, there's actually a higher success rate there. It's a 42% success rate. For dating in front of 10 million people, this is a very good ratio. Millionaire matchmaker? One couple. I make the perfect match. So I see both sides. It's the fakest thing ever, right? He has 10 girlfriends a few weeks ago, and now he's ready to marry you? But then there's this other side. When the guys are talking about love and marriage and family, while your boyfriend's deciding what to order on Seamless. The guys on TV sound more like what I thought a real relationship would be like. They say things like, I'm so in love with you. You're the one. You're it. And my heart goes, oh. So I was wondering if this was the case for other women. 
and that's why I went to ABC Studios that day. I wanted to talk to as many women as I could who were auditioning to date the next Bachelor. Are you auditioning today? Yes, I am. The first lady I spoke to was Lindsay from Hoboken. Do you feel like this could be a better way for you to date? I think so. I think it's an interesting start fresh and you get to meet someone genuine and new. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you hear that? Genuine? She said genuine. We're talking about television dating. I knew it. Great relationship, yeah, and I'm ready for something genuine, exciting, new, and just something really, really special. I haven't had that yet, so. The group was mostly white, 20-something professional women from New York and New Jersey. They could have been in line for a rosé tasting, a yoga class. And I was shocked because everyone was telling me this identical story from their dating lives. I'd walk to the next person and expect to hear something different, and I kept hearing the exact same story. So here, let me tell you the story of the women who audition for The Bachelor. Women who audition for The Bachelor are often going through a breakup. I just ended a three-and-a-half-year relationship. Just got out of a really long relationship, so... So, uh, we dated for about two years. So I was actually in a relationship for almost seven years. We're all jaded, like, we're all just getting out of relationships. We're like, sure, let's fucking do it, you know what I mean? A lot of these women have tried dating apps, like Bumble or Tinder. The online thing feels very strange to me. I think it's... I think it's a facade. I think it's quite stupid. <laughs> and it's just hard to connect with somebody online. Like, how do you connect yes. online, you know? This is at least like you're meeting face-to-face. They feel like the dating apps make it hard to tell who's there for the right reasons. They, let's say they're only looking for one thing, and that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> with dating apps, there's this always, oh, maybe he's good for a one-night hookup. And I don't actually think people are interested in, like, being in relationships on it. I think they're interested in, like, staying busy until a relationship happens. You know what I mean? If you're looking for something serious, I don't believe that the apps are going to give you that 100% of the time. Figured, okay, the bachelor's next step, I guess. <laughs> the women in line told me they've given up on dating entirely. Instead of going on a date, they'd rather spend that time in line to compete for a man on television. The chances are slim, but, I mean, what else was I doing tonight? So <laughs> You could have gone on a date, but... I guess. I don't really believe in dating anymore. <laughs> the women I spoke to believe that at least the guy they meet on television is background checked and ready for something real. At least we know The Bachelor will be ready, hopefully. Yes, he'll be ready. <laughs> I think that there's something exciting about The Bachelor that there's some kind of long-term commitment after it. Yeah. Not like these little boys who want to run around and play games. You know what I mean? He's ready. Game players. <laughs> players. It just feels silly that, like, you don't talk about the important things right away. You're on a dating app. You may be there for, like, a one-night hookup. You may be there for, like, casual dating. But I think if you're going on television and you're doing this show, it's like, I want a relationship. It may not be marriage, but a relationship at least. (laughs) That could turn into real love. So why did these hundreds of beautiful women line up to date a man wearing a suit on television? I honestly believe that they're looking for real love. And the steps involved in finding real love can seem easier on television than in your real life. Because remember, in my real life, I'm talking to strangers from New Jersey about whether or not I should raise kids or get five dogs. Is it forever? Putting on a gown and dating a stranger in front of a camera crew? At least then you know your next move. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to bring a lesson from The Bachelor into my own life.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So I'm getting ready to talk to my mom. Hi, Andrea. On The Bachelor, when you bring someone home to meet your family, right away, everyone in the room starts talking about whether or not you'll have a future together. When I was dating my ex-boyfriend... No one ever asked me that, except for these two. Is it forever? I don't even know how that question would come up. It's not like you'd say, how was your flight? Is that your forever love? I knew they were respecting me and my decision making, but I also worried if they didn't think I was cut out for marriage and motherhood. When my mom and I sat down, the plan was to ask her some bachelor-level questions, the kind of stuff I hear them talking about on the show all the time. We did this after the breakup. So, Mom, how would you describe my romantic history? What's, what kind of a sense do you have of it? Uh, I think that you are a very, very beautiful girl. And I think you've had a lot of fun in your life. And I think that you have met some very, and dated probably some really, really interesting people. I think that you had a relationship that brought you out to Chicago a couple of years ago. And I don't think that you were real happy with that relationship. I, I You would have never thought that that was going to last, right? No. Mm-mm. No, and I almost could have predicted because you were all out at my house for a, a weekend, I think. And we were all making breakfast. And then he went and fixed himself completely in the middle of everybody fixing breakfast he went and fixed himself i don't know an omelet or something and then sat down and ate it and i thought it was kind of odd so <laughs> that's the guy i was seeing when i started to watch the bachelor but i thought well that's okay you know that's good that he feels at home and that he's fixing himself his own meal or whatever it was that he did but I, it did strike me as a little bit odd so after that relationship that brought me to chicago I don't think that there was anyone worth telling you about for a long time. Uh, there were a couple of people here and there. Um, I remember going to Prospect Park with you and a very nice young man. And then I met my most recent partner. Well, let's just start by saying it was really confusing. Because your brother's name is Mike. Your boss at the time was Mike. And then there was boyfriend Mike. So it was really, really confusing. Yeah, for everyone. <laughs> for everyone. Because you couldn't say Mike without clarifying which Mike are we talking about. I should have just disqualified him right from the start. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you really liked him and we really liked him. And I do have some very happy memories of spending time with you and 
Mike and things that you did and the apartment that you had. It was really kind of a fairy tale for a while. Did you think that this was it for me? I did. Really? I did. And I kind of, I kind of hoped that it would be because on paper, he's everything you want. You know, great job, nice looking, nice college education, nice future. I'm just going to jump in and say that this is such a cute mom way of describing what I want. He enjoyed doing the things that you like doing. I know you traveled together and had some great trips and vacations. And, you know, he was polite and kind to everybody in your family. And he was there for some really significant moments over these last two, almost three years, I think. Yeah, when Grandma was sick. Mm -hmm. Is that what you were thinking of? Yeah, I was remembering how he was there that night and how he sort of held things down at her apartment while we were all in the emergency room and... He did all the dishes. Yeah, he finished doing the dishes that I was in the middle of. Did you ever think that there were any problems between us? You and I had some conversations about what the future would hold. And I knew it was going to be a very difficult decision. And your choice for your future is yours. And it's not for me to influence and... I don't want to be so selfish to to say, oh, I'm waiting to become a grandma because really I don't have any great need to become a grandma at this time. And many of my friends are. And I'm happy, very happy not to be right now. And I have another child. So I will probably be a grandma. But I want to... Oh, you're saying my brother's been more successful in his love life, so... Well, you right don't have now, to worry about not being a grandma because you've got I, that taken care of. You know, of. it's not that I want to be a grandma. I want you to have what you want to have. I know for me, having you and your brother were and continue to be an amazing experience to being a, a mom. And I, we talked what would life be if you're not a mom and... I know people without children who are very happy, who knew that they didn't want children. And I think when you told me Mike didn't want children, I knew that it was a pretty serious problem. And I think that the breakup was inevitable. And honestly, I'm glad, as hard as it is, I'm glad that you did it because you are putting yourself first and you're not convincing yourself, oh, I didn't really want that. Oh, I'll take Mike over my future happiness. You didn't say that your entire future happiness was based on being part of the Mike and Andrea couple. You knew that your future happiness was being true to yourself first. And that is the mistake that a lot of couples make. When you, you know, gave birth to me and raised me and knew me my whole life, did you picture a kid in my future? Like, did you picture me being a mom someday? I think that it was almost unsaid. Everybody, you have children, your children grow up, they go to college, they get married, they continue the cycle. I think I never expected you to not continue the cycle in some way, shape, or form. So this question, did you always picture me having kids? 
Around the same time, I actually asked my dad the same stuff. My parents are divorced, and he didn't want to be recorded, but he said a lot of the same stuff. He said that when I first brought Mike to meet him, he and my stepmom high-fived. They thought that this was my perfect match, and they actually started saving for a wedding. But he never told me this. And as for the kid thing, just like my mom, he just assumed I'd have kids. He's been looking forward to teaching a grandkid how to water ski. Oh, what does grandma say when I'm not around about the breakup? Well, she thinks that you should have gotten married and that he would have changed his mind. And I had to explain to her that, no, it's not really like that now. And then she says, will I live long enough to become a legitimate great-grandma? Maybe. I don't know what to tell her. I don't know what to tell her. In the end, it wasn't that hard to talk about this stuff with my family. It's actually a good training for bringing difficult conversations into my dating life. I wish I'd just done it sooner, instead of watching all that television. That's it for today's show. Have you guys heard of Tripod yet? It's a campaign to get more people listening to podcasts. It's kind of like how you're always talking to your friends about online dating, and sometimes you just have to kind of grab their phone and make them do it. You could be that person for them with podcasts. They don't know what apps to download. They don't know where to begin. They think cereal is something you eat for breakfast. They think WTF is just a question you ask over text message. So do your part. Steal their phones and subscribe them to your favorite shows. And if you need recommendations, just tweet me and my full name with hashtag tripod. Our show is produced by me, Andres Lindsay, with Lindsay Cradwell, who has never seen The Bachelor. But get this, she's watched the first three episodes of American Idol. Our editor is Hillary Frank, who's known to go as far as to watch The Bachelor Pad. Our artwork changes every week thanks to Teddy Blanks. Teddy made us a logo this week scattered with rose petals. I told him the show was about gardening. Our theme music is by Andy Miklas, Casey Holford, Lee Rosefer. Andy once watched Burning Love. Casey's still upset about how they treated Caitlin that season. And Lee watched the show with his mom once. Special thanks to Mia Lobel, who has avoided the Bachelor viewing parties in her town. Laura Mayer is more of a Bravo person. And Andy Bowers is basically the Chris Harrison here at Panoply. Next time on YIY, I turned down a possible date by telling him I've already given out my final rose. Is this for real? <laughs>